Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about getting the axe, getting fired, getting terminated, getting laid off. Sorry. It's not fun. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we are so happy you have joined us today. As you know, Kirsten and I love talking about women and work because we want your workplace to be happy and full of joy and satisfaction. And we're sorry you lost your job. <laughs> we really are. So we're going to talk about that today, too. Kirsten, let's hear your sweet new sound. Hey, I've been promoted from special guest back to co-host. <laughs> uh, it's the beauty of technology. <laughs> Folks may remember that the last several shows we've done, we've been honoring our stay-at-home, stay-safe order because there's a pandemic. And as such, Kirsten has had to call in and gosh darn it, we finally invested in some technology to have her back full-fledged co-host style here. So let's hear it. Let's hear you say something fabulous. Woo-hoo! I feel fabulous with my new co-host status. I've been promoted. Yes. Which been- is ironic since we're talking about the terrible, the terrible termination episode. Yeah. You know, and honestly, I think there are a lot of people out there who are losing their jobs. No, it's seriously, it's awful. It's really awful. But I am, before we get into that, grateful for my new technology. Thank you for bringing that by. Oh, my God. Yeah, which was kind of funny. You know, I brought um, Kirsten's fancy microphone, um, took it out of the clubhouse and brought it by her house the other day so that she can sound so good and look good. But uh, speaking of looking, I wasn't able to see her. I knocked on the door, you know, dropped off the equipment, backed off, waited for someone to, to open. And there's her lovely husband, Steve. And Steve said, uh, Kirsten sent me out here to see who was at the door because she's still in bed. Kirsten. He's so... It was two o'clock in the afternoon. He's so full of it. <laughs> he's so... I mean, here is the thing with that. Kirsten's still in bed. That's such BS. To, I mean, okay, I was in bed, but I think the phrase still is not fair because, as you know, I don't have a regular workspace in my home. So I migrate between the brown couch and I've added the bed. So that's where I was, probably on the phone. No, I was like, yeah, my immediate thought when he said that was, she hasn't, she's been on the phone since the second she woke up. So nice of you. And has not had a That's a good friend. Yeah. You're a good friend. I try not to do Zoom calls from my bed. I feel like it's unprofessional. (laughs) I would say that's probably true. Mm -hmm. Or in my pajamas. Everything else is like... Whatever. Nobody knows. I just put a sweater on. I moved to the brown couch. It seems fine. It's, yes. Oh, my God. Well, here we are in the middle of the pandemic. And I think that two months in, we are seeing, you know, you and I have been talking about doing an episode on terminations for a long time. In fact, it was one of the first things we talked about when we were talking about ideas for episodes, which was termination, because it's so awful, but it is also such a great opportunity. It's a really rich place to do some work. Yeah, I'm really excited to dig in and talk about that for sure. And I have to say, it's it's disheartening because I think a lot of people are out of work right now. You know, your description of being in bed and on the brown couch, I think a lot of people are going through that, but not working. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of hanging out now and waiting to see what happens. You, We've also mentioned two months in several times. This pandemic, you know, I think two months months of sitting home, yeah. but five months of watching. And we're still not out of the woods. I just want to acknowledge that. But at this point now, 
the U.S. has experienced some significant impacts because of COVID. And recent reports from the news say one in four workers have filed for unemployment during the pandemic. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Now, you know, that's also people who are working less, not just people who are completely without a job. Some of those people have jobs promised to them that they will be coming back to, etc. But one in four, that is some of the highest, that's highest, the highest rate. And in fact, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, look at me. Fancy. Firing out the stats. Fancy. BLS, um, if you will. We're going to call them BLS from here on out. May's numbers are expected to be dire. They think that our unemployment rate is going to be somewhere near 20%. So that's a lot of yeah. And of course, as we come back to everything, it's those numbers. There are more women unemployed than men. There are more people of color unemployed than white people. So all of the things that we talk about in all of our other episodes about the disparity of race and gender are also overlaid and seen here. No surprise there. Yeah. Oh, God. There is no surprise there. And it just, it breaks my heart on so many levels because we also know how many single, how many households are headed by By single women women children or single women of color. So we do know that certain uh, folks and communities are being hit by this harder than others. In every regard. In every regard. I have, I actually have personal experience with them related to or know several people who have lost their jobs. Absolutely. Um, I don't, I just would be surprised if anybody doesn't know somebody who's lost their job. Yeah. And who, and in my case, you know, folks who honestly do not know when it's going to come back. So we're hoping that we can offer you a little, little silver lining or just a context. Sometimes you just need a paradigm to normalize some feelings that you may have. And I do think this is going to be a, there is going to be a focus in this episode on you were laid off because of COVID, but this really applies to all terminations. It really does. And most of us will be terminated from something at some point in our life. And I think this is just a good strategy to manage that. Yeah. Yeah. So you've lost your job, furloughed, laid off, terminated. First things first. First things first, you know, of course, Green and I are not going to talk about your feelings first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to bomb in with my legal brain, right? Because I think people do have this thing. I mean, have have my rights been violated? And that is a really important question to ask. In most states in the nation, employment is at will, meaning you can be hired or fired for any reason whatsoever, so long as it's not discriminatory or against public policy. So your employer can really end your employment for any reason they want, as long as it's not about something like your age, your gender, a disability, because you've made a complaint in the workplace. Those are the kinds of things that you need to talk to a lawyer about. I also want to just call out that COVID has really changed the law very quickly for employees. And so if you are terminated for what I'm going to say is a COVID-related reason, like you have to be sick or take care of somebody who's sick, that may also be another thing that you should check in with a lawyer about. And of course, whenever I hear that anybody has lost a job, my first thing that I say to them is, well, the first thing you need to do is file for unemployment. So that's your first right. I mean, get in there, file for unemployment. The federal government has really boosted those benefits, which is great. And some folks will actually make more money 
on unemployment. And that's gotten a lot of criticism. But candidly, these are folks who are making $50,000 or less. And so I just can't get my knickers in a knot about that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, When you were just talking about COVID related terminations too, and you mentioned if you're sick, or you have to take care of someone who's sick. Mm -hmm. Aren't there benefits for people who also need to basically sever their ties with their employer because they have no other options. They're not sick, but they have kids at home or they have elderly. There are leave options available. So you're, this is not really a termination issue, but it's a leave issue. If you have a quarantine because you, people think you have COVID, some of your physician thinks you have COVID. If you are sick, if you're taking care of somebody who's sick, if you don't have school or childcare for your kiddos, those are all reasons for leave. And if your employer fires you because you can't get to work and you qualify for one of those leaves, also another reason reason to check into with a lawyer. Okay. So what yeah. you're saying is if I take time off because I have to care for my kids, mm-hmm. I should, and my employer terminates me mm-hmm. without offering you the new federal families first leave. Yep. Okay. Then that's a call, a uh, cause that's, for, yep. Cause for a call to a lawyer. Okay. And then just final question. If I don't want to go to work because I feel unsafe and I'm terminated, Let's say I'm a grocery store worker Mm -hmm. and I have underlying conditions Mm -hmm. and then I'm terminated. What are your feelings about that? So on that one, I still encourage people to file for unemployment because you just don't know how the system is going to respond because it's in such flux right now. It's worth the filing. It's worth the application. If you are afraid without a reason like your physician told you that you shouldn't go to work, that really is not a basis to not report to work. And of course, we're afraid, right? I mean, of course, people are afraid. And I've really encouraged employers to have conversations with employees about what would make them safe. So instead of going to work and telling your employer, I'm not coming to work because I'm afraid, what is it that would make you feel safe? That's what I encourage folks to do is to just have the conversation with their employer about what they need to feel safe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you for that. So if you do ultimately, though, you get terminated, Mm -hmm. lose your job, Mm -hmm. company's no longer operating, not allowed to operate, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, then what? So as of course, as I said, the first we you know, we talk about what can we do? And the do is see if you just check in with your legal rights. And here's the part that's the hard part, which is the grief part. Yeah. Right. This is hard, especially if you're fired for cause. Like, especially if your employer says you're terrible at this job, you know, you are whatever, whatever the reason is. But I think the first thing to do, and this is really hard for me, is just to grieve and say, ah, gosh, this feels bad. Yes. I don't care what your job is. You know, one of the great joys in life is having purpose. Your job in a lot of ways is your purpose. Mm-hmm. It's the way that you bring money. It's the way you build. In we talk ways. about this at the beginning of every show. It's meaning. Yes. It's meaning. It's money. It's all of those things. It's our identities. It's value. Yeah. And people, the first thing people ask you is, what do you do? Yeah, I know. Which at a party or whatever. Yeah. What do you do? It, which I have vowed to not Me too. ask. Me too. Because I think it's a kind of a setup. But anyway, what do you do? Yeah. And so when if some if you get fired, even if it's because we just can't afford to pay you, it still feels bad. It still feels bad. Mm-hmm. Give yourself. Well, go file for unemployment. Compartmentalize those feelings for just a second. <laughs> get online and figure out where your legal rights are, and then allow yourself to grieve. This is so interesting. I don't, I mean, I think folks know this, but I do employment and business law. And I talk to a lot of people who've been fired. And I give them advice, kind of like the little bits of advice that I started with in the beginning. But um, 
it's so interesting because I've learned over the years, I always say to people, you need to be really kind to yourself and really careful. Be careful when you drive, be careful in your kitchen, shut the cabinet doors. Because over the years that I have been working, I have had clients come into my office and I see their car in the parking lot and there's a big dent in it. A number of people have come in with stitches on their head. What? Yeah. People hurt themselves after they have been fired because they are upset and distracted. So I always say, be really careful with your body. Be really careful with your body. Drink some tea. Be calm. Go for a run. Take a hot bath. Do something to be kind to yourself because people just beat the shit out of themselves after they've been fired. <laughs> that is so wild. So wild. Well, it's, it's hard to be mindful when you're distracted by and all you're of upset. this. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you feel like crap because you, like crap. you just lost your job and the future is unclear. And I don't even know what this means. And what am I supposed to do? And how do you even reconcile that so I can see why then you just like bang your head against yep. the you know here's cabinet. the worst part though Karina honestly like I have had so many clients come back to me and they say oh my gosh Kirsten that was the best advice you gave me about my termination <laughs> and I'm always like what what about the legal advice because like that's really my job I'm not an armchair psychologist because right? I just play one on Karina and Kirsten get to work <laughs> yeah it's like that legal advice was awesome what do you mean the what do you mean telling you not to knock your head was my best advice? Anyway, whatever. People do say that, just as an FYI. I love it. Well, it's true. So be kind to yourself. Grieve, be kind to yourself. And then at some point, mm-hmm. after you've managed to avoid physical catastrophe. Physical harm. Physical harm. And do- you've been willing to face the emotional content of what happened. Yeah. Right? And you've kind of checked in with your 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 state employment security office then what? So here's what, you know, when we were prepping for this show, you used a really good word that I'm going to use. I'm going to steal from you. And it is reframe the situation. Yeah. Put the puzzle pieces together. Look at the, look at the situation. Did you lose your job through no fault of your own because of COVID? Okay. That's easy. Yeah. It's a hard consequence, but it's an easy thing for you to process. That is not about you. Yeah. In f- as a side note, did you see that Airbnb, the CEO oh, of Airbnb? I've sent it to so many of my HR clients. Yeah, they laid off 25% of their workforce. And there's actually an article where you could read the letter that the that CEO he wrote the employees. That wrote were the employees. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, you've sent, what did you, you obviously liked it too. What, what was your takeaway from that? Oh my gosh, it was so, okay. So many of the things that I've told clients for years were in that letter, which made me feel really good about just acknowledging this is not your fault. These are the circumstances in the economy. But the parts that I just really loved were, we value you. You have made a difference here. What you have done will make a difference in the future, right? I mean, just that deep acknowledgement of this person had meaning. Yes. And I think that he was able to give that to his employees that he was terminating. I think that's something that we want everyone to be able to give to themselves. Recognize that if you were terminated, again, for no fault of your own, find ways to reframe the situation and see that you're, you had and continue to have value. Mm-hmm. Exactly like he did for his employees. So if it's not your fault, that's Really, honestly, it's an easy thing to understand. It might not be an easy thing to live with and solve, but to understand it's not about you. Okay, here's my, I'm going to say this one. Sometimes your employer is stupid. 
sometimes your employer is a dork and they make really bad decisions and they're jerks. And even when you get fired sometimes, I always tell my clients who are doing the firing, I'm like, this is your one of your greatest opportunities to be kind. To yeah. not, because people who have to fire, whether it's for layoff or for cause, are upset or they've gotten themselves angry. Mm-hmm. So when your employer comes to you with any of these kinds of decisions, they are just primed to be a jerk. Yeah. And really beating them into submission is one of my greatest like goals in my work. I'm like, if I could just make every employer be kind to every person who lost their job, I would feel like I had, you know, solved world peace. Yeah. And it is about the person who's getting laid off. Mm-hmm. It's not about the employer who has to make the tough decision. That's it's not, what I say. Yeah, it's not that this hurts me more than it hurts you kind of bullshit. It's bullshit. Right? No, You exactly. still have your job. Yeah, you still have your... So if, if, if... I'm sorry if that happened to you, listener, but honest to God, this is happening... Sorry you. if your employer was an asshole. Yeah. I am. Yeah, you get to you get to be the person who's feeling the strong emotions, as mm-hmm. we said earlier. Some of those may, may be grief, and in understanding why it happened, recognize it may have happened just because your employer is a jerk, right? And there may really not be very much for you to learn, but be very careful about that conclusion, because if nothing else, maybe you made a bad choice in choosing to work there. Yeah. So I find it. Very unusual that there's nothing to learn. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There may not I mean you may say my your employer may be stupid, but there I suspect is a lot for you to learn. Yeah, yeah. Other situations are you Ooh. really did screw up. You really, you really did. Mm-hmm. You did. Mm-hmm. You just it's been six months and you, you haven't you been can't able to figure out how to do something. No, you miss. You you, just, you made the same mistake over and over again. Yeah, you just. Never, yeah, you've always just kind of been hanging, doing 80%, 50% of your job, and you or finally you, got caught. You realize that somebody is always unhappy with you, even when you're trying your hardest. Yeah. Right? Even when you're trying your hardest, you realize somebody is just not happy with the quality or quantity or whatever timeliness of your work. Right. And that is the place that I think it is really, really hard. Because that requires kind of deep reflection about what it is you're good at and what it is you're not good at. Yeah. Because I think I found myself in jobs I was not well suited to. Yes. And I kind of gutted my way through and I figured it out, but it was not a place I could stay long because I was like, I'm not thriving here. Right. Right. So if you, yeah, if so, if you've got that situation, you've got certainly got a lot to look at. And I think that's part of reframing the situation mm-hmm. is asking yourself, is there something I can learn here? Even if it's, yeah, I learned that I don't want to work for jerks anymore, or I don't want, I'm not well suited for this profession, or I didn't put enough effort in and now I can see I need to to put more in. Interestingly, I've fired a lot of people. It's not something I'm necessarily proud of. It actually forced me to look at hiring practices. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you have to let people go, mm-hmm. a fair number of people, I'm not going to say a lot, but if you have to let people go and you're doing it more regularly, um, like I was, I was taking, trying to take, I had to take a look at, well, why are we making poor decisions? And why are these people not thriving in an organization? I know that's an aside. But nonetheless, I've actually had, I'm going to say more people than not thank me. Mm-hmm later. Mm -hmm. Maybe not thank you so much. That was an awesome experience, but rather thank you for 
Delivering me from my unhappiness. Yeah, exactly. Helping me get Mm -hmm. unstuck. Mm -hmm. I experienced the exact same thing with the clients I represent. I have so many people who at the end of our relationship, or I see them later on, will say to me, oh my God. Gosh, I'm so glad to be out of that job. I think my this my sister is a great example of this. She's a veterinarian. She is beloved in our community. She mm-hmm. is beloved. She's a great she's great at medicine, she's great at clients, she's great at business and she was fired from her first job by her employer. As a vet? As a vet, she's fired. And it was never really clear why she was fired. Like, did they not have enough work for her? Did they not like her? Whatever it was, it was just weird and not a lot for her to learn. But what it taught her was that she's like, wait a minute, I know how to do this. She opened her own business. She has like 30 employees. She has like six vets who work for her. She says, when, how long ago was this? This would have probably been 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago, 18 years ago. And it was the best thing that ever happened to her. She would say she is, she does not know that she would have started her own business absent that. Huh. And it has, she has this amazing thriving business that I can't imagine that. I mean, so there are really silver linings sometimes in these terminations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting too, because uh, Kim's story kind of reminds me that after you've learned your lesson or <laughs> learned your lesson. Oh my God, I sound like my mom. Oh, well. Sometimes we do, Karina. Yeah. Did you learn your lesson? Did you? I was such a terrible child. <laughs> I don't think I ever learned my lesson. <laughs> after you've grieved and taken a look at uh, kind of what went wrong and, and where you can learn, you know, you got to do it. You got to be Kim. You got to make a plan. Yeah. You got to move mm-hmm. past it. Now, I'm going to say the people who don't see the opportunities and move forward have, have really run a high risk of getting stuck. And you can get stuck in a cycle of negative emotions. You can get stuck in, a, you know, what's wrong with me. You can get stuck in a, that was the greatest thing ever. And, you know, I'm never going to get it back. And I think that for me, at least, when I feel myself spiraling into some of mm-hmm. those emotions, the thing that gets me out of them is to make a plan. Yeah, definitely make a plan. And I also just want to just call out one thing. I've noticed sometimes when folks get fired, it's because they're compromised somehow. There's a family situation. There's a medical situation. There's a you know mental health situation. And there's all sorts of accommodation available at work. But sometimes that's not enough. And so I also want folks to be aware of when they need to take a beat. Mm. When they need to to just get themselves together, get healthy, get well, get fit, you know what I mean? Whatever that means, because work is hard. And either take a break yourself if you can, or figure out what it is you can do with the capacities you have. Yeah. Be gentle to yourself about this. This is a place where I see a lot of employees not be gentle with themselves and really just kind of try and beat themselves to get over the finish line. And it's just hard. Well, what you just said made me think, okay, well, I'm, I'm on a break. I'm trying to reframe this. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. on a break. I'm on a forced break because I lost my job. I'm trying to reframe the situation, kind of get emotionally and physically healthy so I can tackle the next thing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen somebody get fired multiple times? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like if you don't do the work, oh, the yeah. internal work during this time. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to bring yourself that to the next the, job. That is the beautiful thing about the universe. It will continue to present to you the thing you need to work on, whether you like it or not, or whether you know it or not. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am living that right now. Thank you. 
Pandemic. Thank you, pandemic. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about make a plan. So the first thing we talked about was, you know, check in about the termination. Is is there anything that causes you to believe that this might not be a, just a completely legal termination? File for unemployment. Obviously, that's like the next very important, uh, maybe even the first, honestly. No, it though, is the first. We just said it was. Yes. Okay, good. I'm yeah. glad we said that because you know, I'm obsessed with the law. Remember a couple of minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember a couple minutes ago. I got COVID brain. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, though, it's similar to nursing a baby, actually. Without COVID the pleasure. brain? Right, without the happiness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I... <laughs> okay. Uh, also, there's a lot of workforce training available, which yeah. I think is cool. Um, way back when, I remember um, when a lot of the loggers were getting laid off yes. in Washington State, right? We stopped logging our old growth forest, yada, yada. And it was the first time I was aware of the fact that oh my God, these guys have an opportunity to get some money to get retrained, mm -hmm. to find a new profession. I have a friend who took advantage of that and is now a massage therapist. So really, there are programs available. I have a friend who took advantage of that who's now an electrician. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So the, and, and so even workforce uh, training programs usually you know there there are opportunities where you don't have to pay for it necessarily if you're a displaced worker there's everything from resume building like how to write a resume how to do an interview all the way up to programs available so you can go to a technical yeah. college and learn a new skill or become a nursing aide become an lpn become a whatever and i think this is really particularly important right now because i think we some of the jobs that we have lost i do not think are going to come back yeah. So be ready to jump into something new or something that you uses your skills in another industry or way. Yeah. I think that's incredibly important right now. I think looking for the same job could be a real problem yeah. in this market. In this market. Mm -hmm. A job that's emerging that I didn't even know existed before this was contact tracer. In fact, there's all kinds of training right now available to teach people how to do contact tracing so that you can jump in and engage on this pandemic. And I didn't realize that counties do, for instance, do that with mm -hmm. other things, you know, other infectious diseases. So there may not be a long-term market for that skill, but I think the point is that there are jobs out there that you can learn that there will be a long term market for. It is interesting what you said, though, about a shifting, changing economy. When you say the what that many of the jobs that are that existed six months ago may not exist six months from now, mm -hmm. I get it, but I can't visualize what those are. Oh, interesting, because they're really so for me, this is what I think of. I think to myself, I wonder how many people are still going to be in buildings. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many people were going to still need to clean. I wonder how many people were still going to be needing to perform certain tasks that we now perform automatically or on our computers ourselves. I think people have become in some ways pretty independent and autonomous in their homes. And I wonder what support looks like for those people. Do we have the same level of support? I look at all the systems coming out with Zoom and phones and I think about just all different kinds of jobs that have been done that I don't know that we need anymore. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal. I guess I wouldn't say, I don't know that we need anymore that I don't know we'll have as many of. 
Yeah, it'll mm-hmm. be a little bit more, the, so certain jobs will be more lean. Yep. And I think like if you're a server in a restaurant, I don't think there are going to be as many of those jobs for quite a while. Yeah. Right. We just don't have as many servers in restaurants right now. So those are the kinds of things that I'm thinking of. Yeah, but we have a hell of a lot more delivery people b- bringing groceries. A, a lot more, like I've seen a huge uptick in customer service folks, online customer service to really help you solve, not just what's the calorie content of my chocolate bar and I just found this whatever, but customer service that really helps you with technical things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's there's a big uptick there. Wait, who's reaching out to customer service about their chocolate bar? That one confused me. Oh, sorry. It's like, because you don't, because I have my food clients, my food production clients. Oh, okay. they have customer service people who are like standing by in case somebody bites into a piece of chocolate that has a little bit of metal in it, or they break their tooth on salmon, whatever it is. I don't know. But you know, there's all of those folks out there. And I do not want to get off track on the pitfalls of food production. <laughs> Okay, thanks, though. That just took me a second. I was like, customer service from a chocolate bar? I didn't even know such a beautiful thing existed. Yeah, it's on your wrapper. Look at it. Call, they're lovely. Oh, dude, I did actually send (laughs) a scathing letter one time to a candy producer because on the outside wrapper, it claimed that it was a soft chew, and it nearly broke my tooth. They sent me a lot of gift certificates. It was worth my time. Okay, back to getting laid off. Fired, furloughed, mm-hmm. or shown the door. So just to be clear, workforce training, get in there, do keep, you know, obviously look for a job. You know, that's a huge thing. Figure out what jobs match your skills. And you have to make the application anyway for your unemployment to qualify for unemployment. So that's the one thing I say, just keep getting out there. Just keep applying, keep applying. Keep applying, keep applying. Mm-hmm. You know, again, not only workforce training, but your own education. So whether or not you qualify for a long-term program, fi- use the opportunity to increase your skills. Yeah. Yeah. Increase your skills. It's crazy. I think the one, one of the good things about the pandemic is there's a ton of stuff online. Excel classes, meditation classes, business classes, marketing classes. There's just free classes online. So make an agreement with yourself that even if you're not working every day, you're going to have this list of things you do. I'm going to attend this class. I'm going to reach out to these contacts. or Because one of the things that's important, we talked about networking in a prior show, but networking is incredibly important right now. Keep your, as Karina says, keep your contacts warm. Keep your contacts warm. My goodness. And what I mean by that is reach out. Send the email, make the phone call, write a handwritten note. Mm-hmm. Hey, just checking in. How's it going? Do you are you still doing X, Y, or Z? Thinking how much I appreciated that seminar you gave, whatever it happened to be happens to be, but just really reaching out to folks and keeping those relationships going because we know that's where folks get jobs. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna say when you're doing that kind of reaching out, get your script ready. Understand how you're gonna answer the question, what happened? Mm-hmm. Why'd you get fired? Yeah, that's really important. It is your story. So once you reframe your picture, what is your story? And it could be really simple. I was laid off because of the COVID. Yeah. It could be that, you know, my employer's gone. They're they're gone. When you're fired for cause, I think it's really important to find a way to tell the truth, but not to beat yourself up and not to impugn or malign yourself. Like, I know, yeah, that did not work out. It was not a great fit with me and whatever. You know, I just felt my skill set would be better somewhere else. I mean, those kinds of 
you know, whatever it is, it's true, but vague. Yeah. And nobody needs to know the gory details and nobody wants to know the gory. No. Details. And if they do, they have a problem because so they, sh- they, ne- they need to go find something better to do. Yeah. You also don't want to shit talk your former employer. No. I mean, I say this all the time. You are always interviewing for your next job in your community with your friends, whatever. You're, you don't want to be the person who talks shit about anyone, especially your uh, former mm-hmm. employer, even if they deserve it. Even if they deserve it. And it's okay to say things like not a good fit or culturally different. Those are all fine things to say. Just don't trash talk. Yeah. yeah. Didn't work out. Yeah. So I think when you are out there trying to figure out what the next thing that you're going to do, I think this economy really calls for us to be innovative and to really think outside of our usual box, mm-hmm. right? Like if you are a receptionist and your company has closed, you know, maybe the next job for you is not a receptionist. Maybe it's a customer service person. Yeah. Wait, there's, I just think that we need to look and see what skills we have and how we can transfer those to another industry that really does have a need for those, for that work and those skills. Yeah. And man, if there are some, there are some positions or jobs that they cannot, that folks cannot find. Yes. Individuals to fill enough of. So mm-hmm. keep an eye out for those bookkeepers. Incidentally, I'm going to say most of my clients are looking for a bookkeeper. It's mine too. It's the weirdest thing. It is it's the true. Weirdest I don't understand thing. it. Every bookkeeper I know is retired. So that's like hot tip from hot Karina tip. and Kirsten. Bookkeeper. Get your, get <laughs> going on the bookkeeping certificate. Karina, I want you to talk a little bit about, and I know that this was not the result of a job loss, but it was a, a result of you looking at the economy and looking at what was happening with COVID, particularly to nonprofits. And you got pretty innovative and you created your, you know, Karina's cocktail hour for EDs. I want you to just talk about that briefly because I thought that was a really good good pivot. Well, yeah, thanks. It was just kind of interesting. I was trying to figure out if I've ever been fired. And I've been close. I mean, I really have been close. I I actually got the like shape up or ship out uh, talk more than once. About the closest thing I ever got to being terminated was having a project that I was working on really get kind of arrested immediately when we heard about the pandemic. So um, it's not just me. um, A co-worker, colleague, a friend of mine named John and I were working for about six months to build a program that was really going to help support leaders in our community, especially leaders of nonprofit organizations. And it was going to be something that was going to be in-person cohort-based learning, you know, over a long period of time that we would charge them for. And when COVID hit, it became, you know, crystal clear that A, we we were not going to be gathering, and B, that leaders don't have a lot of extra time nor money for the very thing that we were trying to develop. So in a way, I felt like I was fired from that. Like Mm -hmm. something I put a lot of energy and effort into was no longer relevant for the time. I believe it will be relevant at some point, but it wasn't at the time. And so John and I decided to immediately take a look at what we were hoping to accomplish by offering that program and see if we could do it in a modified or a different way online. And so we just transitioned to doing weekly happy hours for executive directors at no cost and focusing on the subjects that we thought that were going to be top of mind for them and doing the work to find resources and information that we could provide. So providing value at no cost because we wanted to keep our contacts warm. Can you trace any new work back to that? Yes, that is where I was going to go, which is, and as a result, I got a new client out of the deal, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning what my target audience cares about. 
I have an opportunity to hear what is top of mind and where people are thinking, what people are thinking about the people who I want to work for. Mm -hmm. And so that pivot has helped me, you know, it's, it's not necessarily bringing in the dough, but then it does. Yeah. Then it did. Like I said, I found a new client. So I think that's a great story about the kinds of things we need to be able to do. I mean, I think these were things that we probably should have been doing pre COVID, but I think now we're forced to. Yeah. Like just consider what our skills are, what are the opportunities, how to use them. And I love this thing of this always learning, right? Always learning, even when you don't have a job, always learning, keeping your skills fresh, getting new certifications, getting new knowledge, getting new skills. Yeah. I think it's the best way to spend the time that you don't have a job. Well, and I think the final lesson that I'm learning from, and you told me this when I started consulting, you said volunteer volunteer, volunteer, volunteer. And, you know, I was like, I don't want to give away my services, I want to charge for them. And honestly, just I think that's another what I'm doing with this happy hour is volunteering my time. And it's paying dividends. Mm -hmm. Not only do I feel good, not only am I engaging in these conversations, like, like I said, I, I got a new client. So I would say if you are currently laid off and don't have a job prospect, find places in your community where you're needed. It yeah. will make you feel good, and it'll give you a connection and and potentially even cl- contacts. Um, I think in in closing, Kirsten, the only other thing that I have it, to offer is, and I've been telling my clients this too, mm-hmm. minimize your spending. Yeah, it's really hard, but that is absolutely. If you minimize your spending and you remain frugal and you're kind of in it for the long haul, it gives you a little bit more time to find that right job. Yeah. Do not operate as though you will have another paycheck two weeks from now. And it is fine to spend two or three days on the couch. It's fine. Watching Netflix, eating bonbons. But after that, even though you have unemployment and even though unemployment is good right now, people need meaningful work. And so I would just really encourage you to reframe your situation and make a plan. Reframe your situation, make a plan, and minimize your Mm -hmm. spending. This is not the time to indulge. This is not the time to go buy that thing to make you feel better because you're going to wish you had the cash later. Yep. Yeah. Also, any bookkeeper send us a um, email at get to work. <laughs> you get to work at, at gmail.com because we got some clients who need your services. Okay, folks, we know it's rough. Yeah. So for I want to be really clear, if you lost your job, I am so sorry that really is awful. I get it. It's terrible. I haven't been working as much during the pandemic as I did before the pandemic. It's hard. Hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. But we'll get through it. Yep, we'll get through it. Make a plan. And we know you can do it. That's the thing. Yeah. Like we see the comments from listeners. We talk to listeners. We know who you are. And if you have lost your job, I have the utmost confidence that you can do it. You can do it, sister. And maybe it'll be even better. Maybe. That's my hope. That's our hope. That's Ease, our hope. meeting, and joy. Okay. Thanks for joining, everybody. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye. Karina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Karina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. listening.